Week 14 of the Pylon, we are back once again to give you guys a loaded NFL slate that's going on week 13. I'm your host, Oscar Henderson, this week. Jada Coster could not make it with us today, so I will be taking over for this week. I'm always, as always, with Matt Curry and Jack David. Jack, David, Curry, how are you guys doing? I'm doing all right. Um, I'm living. I'm living. All right, so we are going to start as uh, with our Week 13 slate, our top story of the week, the Steelers. The standard has not been the standard oh, so far no. these past two games. Uh, no, last Sunday been. suffered a pretty brutal loss to the Arizona Cardinals and then came back out this past Thursday yeah, night. Just lost last took- night. We are recording this uh, Friday the 8th. But- the day no, another another brutal loss to the two and ten New England Patriots. Yeah, uh, so if you combine the records of the last two teams that we have lost to, it is six and twenty. So that's awesome. That's awesome. That's great. Yep. We're seven and six now. I thought we had a perfect like at least two games here to possibly get up to nine and four, and maybe if some craziness happens, we can maybe lead the AFC. That's where I my head was before the Cardinals game, yeah, I and now. I I don't know every all of, I have lots of thoughts that are going through my mind. Some of them are definitely overreactions. Like last night, I was like, "Oh my gosh, we fire Tomlin." I don't actually think that, but listen, it's hard to watch your team lose to the Cardinals and the Patriots in the year of our Lord twenty twenty three. Knowing where those teams are, knowing how those teams have played previously. So where does this leave us? We are probably still going to finish nine and eight. Because that's Tomlin's thing. It's the standard. That's because, the standard. listen, Tomlin is a great leader of men. Everybody, like, I saw a poll. They did the player polls. And a quarter of the players, like, they asked, uh, if you could pick any coach, what coach you want to play for? A quarter of the players said Tomlin. And that was, like, the highest by, like, 10%. Second was, like, Mike McDaniel. But, like, he's a great leader of men. And he is a Hall of Fame coach. But he hasn't been to a Super Bowl since twenty. 11 early 2011 against the Packers uh, he, he's only been close besides that one time and that one time he got blew up by the Patriots I'm not saying fire him because that's overreaction but you have to start looking at him because you can't in this situation where you're seven and four and you're in the playoff hunt you've lost these two games honestly I think I don't think we're gonna make it because you're gonna have to be 10 and 10 and seven at least to make the playoffs. Even if we're ten and seven, I don't think we're gonna have the tiebreakers over the other ten and seven wild card teams. And I think we're gonna finish nine and eight. It's not gonna work. Listen, I'm I'm in a rough um, spot, guys. If you can't tell, but yeah, the team you guys are looking uh, above at right now, the Houston Texans. Um, they own the tiebreaker against. They you beat guys. us by twenty four. Yeah, and their upcoming schedule is at New York, the Jets, uh, at Tennessee versus Cleveland. Tennessee again, and then Indianapolis. So, if they want to get back into this playoff hunt, I mean, they're still in it. There's like 11 teams in the NFC right now that are in the playoff hunt. You have to beat Indianapolis next Saturday. You have to. If you lose that, you're going to be 7-7 seven and seven playing Cincinnati. Yeah, it's Cincinnati, but Jake Browning just walked into Jacksonville and beat a 8-4 and four Jaguars team. Go to Seattle. Go to Baltimore. We're not making the playoffs, which is insane. <laughs> I like. It was What's funny? Just <laughs> nothing's funny. Last week, last week, we were. Yes, talking about- I, I, I know exactly what you're talking about. I was flying high. <laughs> we 
it it really was like no less than a week ago when it, we yeah. were talking about how these I, guys could possibly get the I one am a seat. roller coaster and oh, as a Steelers fan I was honestly a lot of I remember like feeling great after the Bengals win but then even when we got to the pick'em for the Cardinals game I was hesitating taking the Steelers I took the Steelers which I didn't but I hesitated because the Steelers are the Steelers, and the standard is, I guess, this. Whatever this is. Can we talk about other teams? Um, yeah, very low standard. <laughs> the standard is 9-8 and eight every year. Maybe you make the playoffs. Maybe you don't. It depends on the strength of the AFC uh, that year. But, yeah. Right, let's move off of this. <laughs> All right, we, uh, I, we will. I'm gonna lose my mind. We'll move on now to something a little more lighthearted. <laughs> the Lions pulled out a victory yes, last week against this. the New Orleans Saints. Lions went into New Orleans and beat them. I believe it was 33 to 28. It was. Um, yes. Um, I my thoughts about this game. Um, obviously, when I the the first quarter was. Absolutely phenomenal. At least the first seven minutes mm-hmm. of it was absolutely phenomenal. Great. Um, Twenty-eight nothing. Uh, as soon as Der- it's funny, Derek Carr's first passing attempt is of course an interception. I'm watching and I'm like, well, wouldn't want it any other way. This this is gonna be another classic Derek Carr game. Mm-hmm. And then uh, he then proceeds to light us up uh, right before he got injured. Mm-hmm. Um, if if Derek Carr is still playing in that game, we lose. You think so? One hundred percent. Yep. We one hundred percent lose that game wow. if if Derek Carr does not get injured. Thank God for Bruce, I mean, horrible hit by Bruce Irvin that put him out in the game. But I right. mean, at, for a win from a win standpoint, he was lighting us up. So like the the fact that he was out like definitely helped that out a lot. Now it it just this felt like the same thing, different day. For Detroit, yeah, yes, we are nine and three, but this I, is going to be a problem every game. This, this is this is the problem every game. I, I said it, I said it the week before. I said I'm going to pick the Lions to win, but this does feel like a game in which Chris Olave will go off for like three catch, like 150 yards, two touchdowns, just absolutely light us up. And while he didn't get two touchdowns, five catches, he for still got five catches yards. for 119 yards. Not far off. Not not far off from what I thought it was going to be, but mm-hmm. it it this secondary is absolutely horrible. It it is I I cannot believe we it, it angers me to my core how much money we spent on it this year and how much draft capital we have as well. Brian Branch is amazing. He is out of the equation of the problem with the secondary. Great but, use of draft capital. But besides right there. that, but I besides mean, that. $40 million sunk in our salary cap this season into the secondary. Mm-hmm. And it is still by far the worst in the league. It's I wouldn't know. I don't know if I say by far. There's some bad, there's some bad secondaries in it, the league you right could now. Name me, if you can name me a secondary that is playing worse than the Detroit Lions right now, I'll, I'll give you it. There is a team, but I can't think of it right now. Okay, for now, I guess we'll just say the Lions. It, I will try to think of it as the show goes on, and we'll, we'll come back. You're okay, but I—I I mean, thank God for, again for Sam Laporta too. He went absolutely off as well. Um, Jameer Gibbs, David Montgomery—they did their thing. Um, like this team's nine and three. I'm—I'm I'm worried that Green Bay is now going to start catching up to us. I'm going to need them to 
stop start winning. losing some games here because now all they do is win. But I, I, Matt, I want to hear some of your thoughts on this game too because this this game just it was so frustrating to watch the entire time for me. These past like four weeks of Lions football have been frustrating to watch. It's been like it feels like I'm watching the same game over and over again in a way, in a weird way. They're just not. I don't know. It's. I don't even know how to explain it. I really don't. Like these last few games, this team feels like they should be seven and five or six and six. I agree. Um. They're I mean, just not. Yeah. That defense is not going to get them anywhere in the postseason. Any team that they've played with a pulse on offense has. I mean, it's been yeah. Seahawks when they're healthy, loss. Ravens just stomped them. The Packers now that they are just completely randomly hot. Yeah, like I will get into later in the show. I don't know. What, the, this, Packers have toy flipped around. This feels like what the Seattle Seahawks wish they could be right now. If they did not have the gauntlet of the schedule that mm-hmm. they do, and. They were playing the Sarman Ultrashoff teams I like that. that we were playing this yeah, entire season. That we would be the Seattle Seahawks right now. Mm-hmm. We would have the same record they do. I I mean probably yeah. And, and I'm glad I I'm more than happy that we are nine and three right now. And I'm glad that we are taking the most advantage of having one of the easiest schedules in the NFL this year. But I, like you've said, come playoff time when they have to play. Pos- a team with a pulse. If they have to play Green Bay again, I I they I have don't to, yeah. know. I don't know if a playoff win may be possible at that point. I still think you guys are going to win a playoff game. That's my goal. I mean, that's, yeah, that, that's, that's that is goal the goal the entire year. That is right? the goal. But I still think you guys got that. But I understand the reservations. But if it's not like if it's I if it's literally if it's Anyone but Green Bay. If it's even Geno Smith having to walk into Ford Field to play a playoff game, I still feel like we would lose. He did that like, week too. So. Yeah, like it's it. I that's my main issue here is that while we're so good, I I don't feel like even that I don't feel like that two seed would be enough, and like we would still lose a game even mm-hmm. if it's at home and we're a two seed. Yeah, because of how bad the secondary is. They need to they need to turn something around. Really soon. I don't know what you guys. I mean, you're going to Soldier. You can't Field fire this Aaron Let's Glenn not... this deep into the season, so I don't know where the changes are going to come. Really, no, they're hey, not. They're not going to fire. Him like you guys going to get yet. CJ? Um, uh, well, we should back, get but... CJ back. He's saying like at this rate, four more days. What did he say? Like December twelfth or fifteenth. So okay, he posted so, on his story. So hopefully he'll be back for the Broncos game. Yeah, Which would be massive. Big, yeah, that would be big. But but let's. I mean, we can't overlook this Bears game. <laughs> like, yeah, Bears. You can't look beat over us last time. It uh, they got Broncos. You can't overlook Minnesota. any game on the on, on the, the rest, rest of, of the schedule. schedule. You can't. No, like, there's none of these games that I'm looking at, and I'm like, no, oh, yeah, we're we'll win. A we'll month win ago, game. even on the show, we, we talk about the Lions every week, and it seems like we look ahead like every week. A month ago, we were looking at especially like this back half of the season starting at the bears you looked at the schedule and was like oh they might run through and go undefeated but now at chicago i don't know the last time you guys played chicago was pretty close and now it's there we're only i think favored by 
three points I saw yeah. to win that game. Den- Denver has probably, out of more than any team, done the biggest from bad to good this year. Uh, so that's that's definitely not a give me. That's going to be and, a close game. And Jefferson's back now. That too. And yeah, so you guys play the Vikings twice, twice. in the last five games. Nice. And then you have to go into Dallas. Yes. So I'm going to guess 11-5. and five. Probably I those re- those I, Minnesota games too have a chance to especially actually in, in such close succession. Yeah, like, th- those those Minnesota Vikings games may have a chance because they they go they we play them, then they play the Packers again, and then they play us again. So that three game stretch from Minnesota, uh-huh. there there's a chance that decides who wins that division now. Yeah, especially if they if they can like run through that, they're not going to sweep you guys. All, but like, if they do, I, where are I, they going to be? I I mean I think all we need to do is win two more games in this entire year, and, and then you'd be eleven you and five. You you'll feel comfortable with winning the North. Yeah, I I think you would win the North at that point for sure. I think I think you'd probably be third. You'd be third. In, we'd be third in the we'd be third in the NFC probably, but, and then have to host like Green Bay or Minnesota, depending on I guess how that game ends up. Yeah. So like you're not gonna have to play Dallas because the fourth seed's gonna play Dallas, but either you play the six or the seven seed. And looking at that NFC playoff picture, all those teams I think of as the same. I mean, it would you you probably don't want to play Seattle, but yeah, it 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 is it is looking scary for us Lions fans. But we're gonna move on now to probably what was what should have been the game of the week last week turned but into the most surprising turned into probably the most surprising result we've seen all year the 49ers absolutely waxed the Philadelphia Eagles what? in Lincoln Financial Field 42 to 19 Brock Purdy had himself a day not only did Brock Purdy have himself a day Debo Samuel also had himself a day Brock Purdy had 314 yards four touchdowns no interceptions and Debo Samuel four receptions 116 yards and three touchdowns on the day shout out Debo Samuel I was about to say for this probably the most stand on business game anyone has ever played in their lives he's yeah he said after the NFC uh, conference championship game. How if Brock played, it would be a much different story. He, he was a hundred percent correct. Who would have thought? He he doubled down on it too, like earlier in the season too, calling the Eagles secondary trash, uh-huh. and comes into this game and just absolutely shreds them to pieces. Insane. They had no answer for him the entire night. That secondary is talk about bad secondaries. Uh, they're not as bad as the Lions, but this one's bad. It's bad. It's it, surprisingly bad. And it's not only the the corners, it's now become the linebacking core too. Yes. It it really just seems like their front four is so good and has been carrying this defense this entire yeah. season, but I mean, when they have to face an O-line that's as good as the 49ers or as good as almost any other O-line of the top teams in the NFC, it, it they they cannot get the same results on defense as they were getting earlier in the season. Yeah. And Back to Brock Purdy, has played himself into the betting odds favorite to win the MVP. In the Lord of our year, twenty twenty three, Brock Purdy is it's leading the MVP. Okay, we'll we'll get that into more of the MVP stuff later. Brock Purdy's playing great. It should not be Brock Purdy because it put 
Mitch Trubisky on this 49ers team. They have eight wins, seven wins. No, no. Listen, Brock Purdy is better than Mitch Trubisky. I was going to say, we can't, we can't use Mitch most, for this example. Mitch most, is a bad example. Most valuable player. You cannot tell me that he's valuable to this okay, team. Okay, here's my question because he just went absolutely ballistic for uh, yes, like, Cincinnati. Hats do you off think, to him. Do you think, do you think Jake Browning... Would be would have the same results in San Francisco if you just plugged him right in. Not the same, but not that far. I off. think the thing with Jake Browning is he's been in the Bengals system for a while, and he's watched this highly efficient offense play week after week. That's fair. And he just he point. just kind of they plugged him right in, and he played. I mean, it's kind of similar to a Brock Purdy type of thing, where that system is so good around him that you throw him in there. He's gonna be able to succeed. Yeah, when you're throwing to Jamar Chase. So I think I think he could be I think he could be successful in like a hypothetical if he was on the 49ers. If he learned that system for a little bit and got put in there. But I don't know. I think Purdy's really elevated his play (laughs) this year. Um Oh for sure. He had a couple of bad games. So I think I guess what I'm trying to say is he's kind of gotten past the in my opinion, he's kind of gotten past the whole system quarterback allegations thing. I know, I know, I know. Some people may argue with that one. I disagree. I mean, it's tough because when I argue against him, I feel like I don't want to undervalue what he's done because he is playing great. I mean, he that's the best team in the league, and he put 314 yards and four touchdowns on them. But at least when you... Look at in the context of him possibly being the MVP. He just can't. The most valuable player. He just can't be the MVP. He can't. Well, I'm but not... I, I I agree with everything else that you said. No, I, I guess, yeah, I mean, I, I don't think he's like elite or anything. I wouldn't That's... say that. I'm saying that he just, he's proved to me at least that he in, like, in himself can make plays and he's yeah, like he yeah he he definitely does make plays. Above that system quarterback threshold for me, but I don't know. MVP, no. Yeah, I I I have to agree with you guys as well. Um, as well as I've said, he's been playing, and I mean, he's probably now he has a chance to play this Niners team back into the one seed once again. But I I I I still don't think you can say that he is the MVP this year either. No. I I mean, I I think there are significantly. Other more deserving players. Do we want right to get now. into this now? The we were I, gonna I talk mean, about this later, but we we, can, we we could get into it now if we're gonna good segue. segue into it. Yeah. Um. I mean, it, I I think it, the we were gonna talk about uh just this the fact the, that Brock Purdy is yeah. the betting odds favorite on the MVP, and it it's really sparked up the conversation now. Should there finally be a non-quarterback to win the MVP this year? Yes. Now, um. In my opinion, I think they're 100% should. And obviously, I think we all know the same guy who should win it. We're all thinking of the same guy, right? It it would be Tyreek Hill. Yes. Because he's on pace to break Calvin Johnson's record. He's on pace for 2,000 yards. And if that happens, even, they, in, even in a 17-game season, they have, have a have They have a little bit of a tough schedule for defense-wise coming up. Outside okay. of Tennessee... Um, they play the Jets, Cowboys, Ravens, and Bills. So, a little, little bit of a tough stretch there defensively. Eh, I mean, 
outside of uh, Baltimore and Buffalo, I think Tyree Kill could probably go ballistic on that probably, Cowboys right. secondary. Yeah. I mean, it, that that one has not been too good either when their uh, front seven can't generate much pressure. But I, I think if he does do this, and I mean, with just the quarterback play outside of Purdy and Dak Prescott this year, I, I don't see how you really couldn't give him the MVP award yeah. this year. I can't see it, but it is it's such a quarterback driven award. I would lo- I but I would love to there see. There hasn't it, really been a quarterback that's like No. Um, and, 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 and that's why I think it, it will be the year that it's gonna happen. Yeah. Well, yeah. I hope. And I I mean like we I don't think we've ever seen a player be as impactful for a team as Tyreek Hill has been for this Miami. Yeah, team. how would that Dolphins offense look like without him? I know it, they would exactly. have Waddle, but it would be nowhere near no. the amount of explosiveness as it is with him. Everything they do I, with him is just. I read crazy. a I read a stat earlier this year that Vegas has to move their points by two on any spread in which Tyreek Hill is playing in the game. He's that because that he's big that, of a he's that big of a factor. That's crazy. Which is like that's absolutely nuts. Like. One player is making up two points in an entire game. It's wild. And it's wild. I, I mean, I, I don't know how you can't give that type of player. I, I don't know how you can see that and not give him the MVP award for this year. And especially, like we said, he is on pace to break Calvin Johnson's record for most receiving yards. And I, I mean, he may, he, he, he will get really close to 2000. Mm-hmm. He's, he may have a chance to do it this year. But if he does that, I, and, Looking at the rest of the field, I, I think he that puts himself above and beyond everyone else who is uh, being considered front runners for MVP this year. Yeah, right now I'm looking at so this is what kind of called the Vegas Insider. It basically compiles all of the big big sports books and like just just basically compares the uh, the, the betting odds. Uh, Tyreek is seventh. He's behind. So Brock's first. Dak, yeah. Hurts, Mahomes, God. Tua, Lamar, and then Tyreek. Um, I mean I that's mean, insane. That's crazy, right? Like that just shows how much they want to give it to a quarterback. Dak at the one makes me angry. Yeah, <laughs> I know, right? I, I mean, he's he's played well when I, they're not yeah. playing hard. Teams. I think I was gonna yeah. say if Dak if Dak can make it out of this stretch here that he has to play <laughs> when he plays against the Eagles, Bills, Dolphins, and Lions, if he if he wins all those games, I I don't see how you couldn't make know, him right? an MVP. If yeah. he, especially if he plays like he did against Philadelphia uh, when they played early in the mm-hmm. year, and he just does that to all these teams that he plays. I mean, I I don't think I I think at that point you you should get the MVP to Dak Prescott. But yeah. if we sort of see him regress a little bit here in this really difficult stretch the Cowboys have, and I mean, I I can get the Brock Purdy argument, but. Still, I, I I think it would have to be above and beyond Tyreek Hill, hundred percent. Yeah, and it it it's crazy that it's seventh, and I'm really thinking about trying to find a way to place that because he is my favorite right now to win mm-hmm. the MVP. Um, but I I I'm, I'm I would really say when we're all said and done, I think this is finally the year that a non quarterback wins the MVP. Yeah. Also, I'm looking at these odds, uh, at least on DraftKings. Joe Flacco is uh, plus, I believe it's a hundred thousand to win MVP. 
It's time I to buy like in it. some stuff. I love Joe it. Flacco MVP. I think. Is anybody I love, it's Joe Flacco. I think it's time to buy some Joe Flacco MVP <laughs> yeah. stock. Yeah, let's, start, let's start moving that hype train. <laughs> See how much traction we can get on it. I'm Joe Flacco for MVP. <laughs> oh, we, we, yeah. We'd get traction, I think. Because people would just be Maybe. in on it for the meme. Maybe. <laughs> all right uh we are gonna move on now to the sunday night football game that happened uh last week the green bay packers pulled out another impressive win at the can against the kansas city chiefs in lambeau um it was 19 to 27 jordan love had himself a day as yeah. well 267 passing yards three touchdowns on a really really good chiefs defense too um there were some questionable, controversial calls near the you end. You can say there. that, yeah. Um, uh, not controversial. Probably a lot of incorrect calls. Yes, I should say. Um, Especially that big one with MBS. Like that one was one hundred percent pi for sure. Um, I mean, it wasn't a call; it was a missed call. But it was a missed call. That one was pi. It, the ball was clearly still in the air. Yeah, for it, and while the cornerback was. Trying to obviously influence MBS and made it where he couldn't catch the ball, but they didn't, they didn't throw the flag. They didn't throw the flag. They didn't throw the flag on the late hit um, when Patrick Mahomes was out of bounds. So Green Bay got away with two there. Um, but uh, outside of that, I mean, that game would have had to go to overtime anyway for the Chiefs to even have a chance to win. So they kind of put themselves in this situation. Yeah, they it did. Was I mean, Green Bay pretty much for the entire game here. Mm-hmm. I, I mean, yeah, they were there the entire game. I don't know if this does this. Obviously, it says a lot about the Packers, but I don't. I feel like we're not talking about enough the Chiefs side of this and their <laughs> real offensive struggles. Yeah. I mean, yeah. I mean, give Jordan Love his flowers. He's been playing pretty good lately, as opposed to how he started off the season. And I mean, that the Packers she, just look like a different team now. That Chiefs defense is. Legit, it's yeah. the yeah. best side of the ball on that team. Yeah, yeah, but the, so. the I don't know that offense just it's they cannot get it. To it's click. it's like it's very surprising to see we're heading into week fourteen now and the offense is just still sputtering. Yeah, really. Like it, but we haven't seen that from the Chiefs and yeah. Besides Taylor, besides Taylor's um, boyfriend, they don't. Pat doesn't have anybody to throw to. So <laughs> they it, she was even at that game and they still lost. He know. only got four receptions, 81 yards, zero touchdowns. That's a shame. Yeah. Could have, would have, should have. Could have, would have, should have. But, no, I mean, you guys are right. This, I, I think we're starting to see more and more uh, how much Kansas City has really not invested into the wide receiver room uh-huh. as of late. And, I mean, I, I understand why they haven't. I mean, they won a Super Bowl last year with yeah, right. Juju Smith-Schuster as their wide receiver one. So I mean, I figured they. I guess they figured they could probably do the same thing here this year. But I, I think now we're seeing, especially with, I mean, such a revolution on defense throughout uh-huh. this entire NFL season that they they really need that premier wide receiver number one right now For to sure. continue to compete at a high level with Patrick Mahomes at their quarterback. Yeah, and I mean, we we all know how great Patrick Mahomes is, but you're you're at the end of the day. This really is a testament of your quarterbacks are only as good as the people you put around them. Mm-hmm. And if there's only so much that Mahomes can do, yeah, when he's throwing to because they, can, yeah. they got to be I, up there. Oh, I was just gonna say they got to be up there and drop passes for sure. Gotta yeah, 
Oh, sure. they definitely are. And like we're we're seeing it right now where we have a lot of good quarterback play, but they just don't have anyone to throw to. Mm-hmm. Uh example, Justin Herbert. Um yeah. his wide receivers cannot catch a football either, but I, cough, cough, Quentin Johnston. Quentin what Johnston. a bust. I mean, it's early, but... It's bad. Yeah, he's bad. But, I I mean, I I really think that when, at the end of the day, and Kansas City's front office is really good at, you know, looking at themselves in the face. It's and a great front office. They really need to, what they need to improve on. I mean, when they lost that uh, Super Bowl against Tampa, and Patrick Mahomes only had two seconds the entire time to yeah. throw the football, they went out and got... Three different linemen, and now one of them is probably going to be an all, uh, could possibly be an all pro in Creed Humphrey, but um, it should be probably, yeah. yeah. Um, but they, I, I think they are really going to have to look themselves in the face this season and tell themselves, we, we need to go get a guy, yeah, at wide receiver. Every time, whether it's going to be trading up in the draft possibly to get one or getting one that's going to be available on I would the say both. free market. I, I mean, I maybe not trade up, but. I, I I think you can maybe look in division too mm-hmm. with Devontae Adams. You don't know if he wants to end up staying in Las Vegas if it's going to look like it's going to be a rebuild mm-hmm. fully for them. So, I, I mean, I think they have definitely a lot of options that they could try to use at wide receiver. But I I I am going to be I I'm going to project it now. Look look for Kansas City to be very very active in the wide receiver market. You would hope so, right? Then. And if or at least any, you hope so. They have to be. They have to, right? there's any draft for you to go in and be like, we need a wide receiver, this is this is probably maybe the best draft to do that. Yeah. yeah. Obviously, the top, top guys, Marv, Keon, Romadunze, uh, all, all the top wide receivers are going to be gone before they're picking, but this class is deep. I mean, you have A.D. Mitchell and Xavier Worthy out of Texas. If you want to go get a Wolverine, go get Roman Wilson. Yeah. I mean... There's a lot of great wide receivers down the board that you could get. I would almost say take two and go after one in free agency. Yeah. Uh, obviously, with their cap space, they can't go super crazy, but you need to beef this. I mean, Rasheed, Rasheed Rice is probably the only bright spot on the core. I, I would like him to see, like to see him yeah. stay long-term, but everybody else. you got. I th- you got to definitely go out and get another guy, or yeah, at least a couple 100%. more guys. 100%. A couple more serviceable wide receivers that you can, that Mahomes can still perform with. Because I mean, that's what we saw him do all of last year. Was mm-hmm. he didn't really have a standout number one guy, and he still uh, was an MVP candidate. Yeah, he didn't need one. So what's yeah. what's going to be like when he actually gets like a like he gets not a Tyreek because nobody could be Tyreek, but a true great number one threat like that again? It'd be it'd be scary. Yeah. Um, we are going to move on now to talk about the Monday night game that happened. The Cincinnati Bengals pulled out a stunner in Wild. Jacksonville, beating out the Jaguars 34-31 to in overtime. As we mentioned earlier, Jake Browning had himself a game mm-hmm. on Monday night. 32 of 37, 354 yards, and one touchdown. Um, Trevor Lawrence, on the other hand, while he was playing, was having a pretty good game, but then suffered that ankle injury, uh, and he was out for the remainder of the game. So they had to start C.J. Beathard at quarterback, and it did not go as expected. So 
Jacksonville ends up losing this game. They drop a little bit in the playoffs. Um, what what a game though from Jake Browning yeah. here, just out out of nowhere. Also on a pretty respectable Jaguars defense this year too. The day after the Washington Huskies get into the playoffs for the first time, the former Washington Husky goes off in Jacksonville. Good for Jake Browning. I mean, he's he's been in that organization for a long time. I he's, he was drafted a long time ago. Uh, and he stayed there, done his time, and now he's able to take this opportunity and ball out. But, yeah, that loss for Jacksonville with uh, Trevor getting hurt, he will not it's not season-ending. Uh, I believe it's a high ankle. It's yeah. very similar a- to the injury Mahomes had in the playoffs last year, and he barely missed any time. So I wouldn't worry too much. But, yeah, dropping a game to Cincinnati at home with Jake Browning, all respect to Jake Browning, but, you know, it is Jake Browning. <laughs> It's rough for Jacksonville. Yeah, it's a bad loss. What were you going to say, Matt, before I cut you off? Sorry, I, don't, I don't remember. I remember. Sorry, bud. <laughs> but, yeah, no. Um, I, I think with this Trevor Lawrence situation, um, obviously it looked like a really uh, pretty serious injury. Yeah, too, it looked rough on TV. Which um, I'm surprised that he's right now only questionable for next week. I guess there is a chance um, he could play. But well, he was, yeah. Wasn't he throwing, like, Yesterday, yes, I believe so. so. I, yeah, I mean, it, if anything, for the Jags, that's it seems like it's a lot less than what everyone thought it was going to be. Yeah, the way that it was presented was, I mean, it did look a lot worse than because he decided not to take the cart off the field. Yeah, he, it was just they was that his over decision the, or is that was a, that his Jacksonville yeah, personnel, was that Jacksonville not personnel, just but. not having a. He he (laughs) talked about it in the press conference. He didn't. He said that he didn't realize how far the tunnel was. Uh, He 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 didn't realize the amount of walking he had to do. Yeah. He tried to make when they panned over to you know him just like limping and in pain to the locker room for like five minutes. I was like, oh boy. He tried to make an ego play by saying like, I got this. Well, not ego play, but like he tried to be to show that like I'm all right, I'm all right by walking to locker room. But he didn't realize that the locker room was ten miles away. Yeah. That's that's exactly what happened. But I guess, I mean, yeah, this game was it was unexpected for the Jaguars. For I mean, sure. Jake Browning, nobody really expected him to go in there and just fit into the quarterback spot like he did and just no. kind of ball out, but he did. So, you know, credit to them. Um, I don't think, I mean, it's a bad loss for the Jags, but I don't think it's going to harm them. I mean, they have, Not really. you know, they have, the Browns this weekend, which is a good defense and a yeah. winnable game for them, I think. But um, without Trevor, though, if Trevor doesn't play, I can't see CJ, CJ Beathard doing anything on that Browns defense. So yeah, that's true. and I I I think especially because it is the Browns defense, I would not want my star quarterback playing. God, no. in which yeah, in yeah. playing a game in which Miles Garrett yeah. has a. Very high chance. Who of knows? He might take possibly off. Possibly killing him. He might take so, off your helmet and hit your ankle with it ten yeah. times. Who knows? I, I, if I, if I was, if I was a general manager, I would be doing everything in my God-given power right now to make sure Trevor Lawrence does not play yeah, next week. And that, I, I, that, that sucks for Jacksonville. They're going to have to eat a loss here, here. But I, I don't want my guy in the pocket while Miles Garrett is trying to come after yeah. him, in, in the, my opinion. And the week after that, they play the Ravens. So you need Trevor yeah. you to need him be as close healthy. to 100% as he can be. So yeah, I fully agree. They should make sure he doesn't play against Cleveland. Yeah. I don't know. And then you look at the last I three mean, games. I mean, they should play him, but 
I think I, I wouldn't Browns push it. Looked don't pull bad. a Cincinnati. Don't push don't it. Don't pull a Cincinnati. Don't push it. And their last three games at Tampa, Carolina, at Tennessee. Those are very winnable games. Three and zero. Three and zero. I, I so, was just saying that I think that. You know, I'll I'll keep it I'll hold it in for the pick'em. Okay, okay, okay. okay. <laughs> All right. Well, I mean, that's gonna perfectly segue into our last little segment here. Um, this is now pretty much just gone down as the year of quarterback injuries. Yeah. It's um, insane the amount of quarterbacks. It all started hurt. week one where Anna Rodgers played for about five minutes and then uh, was done for the season. Mm-hmm. Um, Kirk Cousins earlier in the year got Is injured. He done for the season? He, um, I think they would be kind of dumb to play him at this point. <laughs> I considering agree. They were but I pretty like... much almost out of the playoffs. But it, I, I mean, I, I guess if. Whoever their quarterback is right now um, can maybe win a game. For the most part, he's he's he's, he's out. Yeah, for the he's season. done. Yes, he should be done. He should be. I I, I hope they don't have. They don't have anything to play for. They suck. No. So. Um, Deshaun had his season-ending injury. Uh, Anthony Richardson has his. Kenny Pickett got injured earlier too, and mm-hmm. uh, yeah, Mac Jones is also out. Or actually, no, that is playing. Uh, uh, Daniel Jones. Oh, Daniel Jones. Matt, well, right. Mac Jones is. Mac Jones. That's not even injury. Sucks. That's just poor play. Yeah, Mac Jones sucks. I think if you took one of these guys off IR and put them on a football field, I think they would do better than Mac Jones would be. Probably. Man. Um. But yeah. <laughs> I. I mean. I. He sucks. I don't care. He does. I've been. I've been seeing a lot of talk of like. Roll tired, by the way. Um. The big winners of this are backup quarterbacks because uh-huh. now they are going to get boatloads of money. For oh, yeah, teams for sure. who have star quarterbacks who are still trying to compete and like yeah. need a guy to come in, and if they can get a guy who can also play not at the same level but at a respectable level for them, and they can sneak in the playoffs, then they're they're gonna go out and get a guy like that. Yeah, like it's it's sad to look because this is the year of the quarterback injury. But if you turn it on your head and look at it in more of a positive light, it is the year of quarterback opportunity. A lot of backups getting their opportunity, like you said, can make something of their name. Maybe get a contract. I mean, you you would be interested to talk to like a GM and see like with all this injury, is that like are you going to invest more in your backup going into next year? And I'm sure that's probably yes. Yeah. I mean, a backup quarterback is very important because who knows like what could happen every play. Maybe you get injured, maybe you, you don't. But yeah, it's it's been rough. I mean, quarterback play has been uh, pretty rough this year. So. But all these guys should be back. I hope it's not. It shouldn't be as bad next year. But I'm just. I'm so excited that we have now so many future TikTok slideshow participants. Yeah. Who are now playing in the NFL. Where were you when Tommy DeVito <laughs> 400 yards on whatever team you? Tyler did. Huntley 2020 Pro Bowler. I. Those are my favorite TikToks, by the way, because every single one I just chuckle at because like oh i i was there yeah remember when that guy was playing oh god yeah (laughs) but yeah um this is a very very tough year to be a quarterback so far Mm -hmm. um it is it it has not been very good but um i i think this is going to be great for the quarterback draft class too i think now we're going to see possibly a lot more guys come out of the draft than expected this year qb wise yeah you would think i it's going to be and a, compete for some of these jobs where some quarterbacks got hurt and some places don't have a uh-huh. quarterback spot. I mean, I, I, there are a lot of, I, there are going to be a lot of QB vacancies 
this year for a lot of guys to fill up. And sure. even if they're, you know, backing up someone like Aaron Rodgers on the Jets or, you know, Kirk Cousins on the Vikings, who even knows if he's coming back. But it, it seems like they're right now going to be a lot more QB spots open it's than there ever have been. For sure. Very good timing for the draft to just be loaded with quarterbacks. I was going to yeah. say, like, you look at the – we, we <laughs> go back kinda, to the, yeah. the draft prospects. I mean, Caleb Williams, Drake May, Jaden Daniels now, he's played himself into – the first round conversation, he's going to win the Heisman yeah. on Saturday. But uh, Penix, Bonix, most likely JJ. Maybe Quinn Ewers. Maybe Quinn Ewers. Maybe Shador. I, I think Quinn and Shador stay, but there's a chance they do come out. Yeah. Uh, yeah, it's loaded. So, yeah, it, it's going to be interesting to see how the QB draft class ends up coming out uh, mm-hmm. in the offseason. But we are now going to move on to the pick 'em for this upcoming week of NFL games. We got a pretty good week to pick from, so we are going to pick who we think the winners of these games are going to be. We got, first up, the Lions are going into Soldier Field to take on the Chicago Bears. Lions are minus three on this game. Um, This is, as we said earlier, probably one of the biggest trap games of of all for this season. Would it be a trap game if they're only favored by three? I think people... I don't know. People... are re are looking and realizing that this Lions defense is struggling right now. So honestly, with that defense, I don't think any game is a trap I, game. I I think it's just because there's probably a pretty good expectation that we're gonna win this game. I mean, we're it's sixty one percent favored for us to win this game. Yeah, I'm picking the Lions. Um I, I'm also gonna pick Detroit. Um minus three seems like a good spread for us to beat Chicago with yeah. I think a walk off I ride, think Patterson minus three is probably I think minus three is pretty possible so uh, I, I'm gonna go with the Lions here as well and I'm gonna go within the cover but Justin Fields is probably gonna have himself another day probably I'm also gonna take the Lions and I just don't I just don't want to see this defense struggle against this Bears offense again as much as they did I know they're going to but <laughs> It, like, last time they played him, it was just so hard to watch. Like, how do you not expect Justin Fields to run? You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Yeah, because there's any quarterback that relies on his legs more than Justin Fields. It's like last week with Taysom Hill. It was like every time he came out on the field, it was like, <gasps> oh, my God, oh my what God. is that? What, what is he, he going to do? It's always running. It's, there's always something with them, and I really hope that – they can really kind of lock down on that and win this game yeah, a lot easier than the last one. You would hope so. <laughs> we hope so. Moving on, we have the Jaguars going into Cleveland to take on the Browns. Browns are now minus three in this game as there is a pretty good chance that uh, C.J. Beathard will be the starting quarterback for Jacksonville, I'm going to guess. So we are going to get a classic C.J. Beathard versus Joe Flacco QB competition here. Um, I am going to go with the Browns solely because um, I am going to pick the Browns defense over the Jacksonville defense. Um, this game is literally just two defenses seeing who can get better field position Out for defense their offense. each other. Yeah. Yeah. Who, whoever can get better field position for their <laughs> offense to kick field goals. Um, that is all this game is going to be. Maybe Trevor plays, but um, I, I, I doubt that he does. But th- this is a game where Joe Flacco and C.J. Befford will be playing as starting quarterbacks in 2023 with a game with pretty big playoff implications as well. So 
welcome to it's welcome to, to the alive. NFL 2023 season. Um, yeah, I'm gonna pick the Browns though to win this game, especially if Trevor Lawrence is not gonna play. If he does, I will take the Jaguars. I'm gonna take the CJ Beathard like led Jaguars. <laughs> That's that's what I was holding back earlier for the pick on. I I don't know why I'm gonna pick this, but I am. <laughs> I the Browns. Hell yeah, right. The past three games, that Browns offense has looked awful. Doo doo. And I mean, Jacksonville's offense is also gonna look awful. So it's like this is kind of a coin flip. It feels like, but. I don't know. It's really like which quarterback is going to make less mistakes than the other which one. Which yeah. you would think that it would be the quarterback that has won a Super Bowl in his life yeah, about but, 6,000 years ago. But what was the last time but, Joe Flacco threw a pass in the NFL? With New York? Yeah, Jets? with the Jets. In like 2021? Yeah, I don't know. Yep. When they were like 1-15? in 15? Bad. Yeah, so when they were bad. Bad. Sneaky, <laughs> sneaky Jaguars for no reason. I have to go with the Browns. I mean, the under over on this game is thirty eight and a half. Uh, slamming the under, Hammer's you're completely. Under. It's going to be. Yep. It's going to be big punter, big punter game. I don't know who the Browns and the Jags punters are, but have fun because they're going to combine for like fifteen punts. Uh, that's going to be awesome for the brand. Shout out Pat McAfee. Pat McAfee's going to love. Pat is going to love this. Um, but yeah, I think the Browns are just are just going to squeak this out. This minus three, I really. I, I also think this could push. Um, but, yeah, give me the Browns in a ugly, ugly one. All right, moving on now. We have a pretty fun one here in the 420 slate. The Bills are going to go into Arrowhead and visit the Kansas City Chiefs. Chiefs are minus one on the spread this game. Um, this is going to be a very fun one, I think. You would think, right? I um, am very interested to see how Josh Allen is going to come out and look against this uh Chiefs defense, um, but I'm also very interested to see how the Chiefs can come back after two pretty brutal losses that they had in a row so far. Yeah, or I, I mean, not two, but uh, yeah, two pretty bad losses over the past three weeks. Um, I I don't want to pick the Bills because I think Sean McDermott is such a clown. And I hate him so much. Um, you hate Sean McDermott. Did you hear oh, about the? I know what you're talking about. That, yeah, did you yeah. hear about that story? Yes. I already, yes. I already didn't like that. Now that probably, came out, I was like, what? Like, he, why are we he, bringing that up? If there was ever a chance to fire someone, now would be the time to do it. And I mean, probably good relief for Buffalo if they can get out of Sean McDermott. That's this easily. that's how they get out of Sean that, McDermott. This is contract. how they can get out there of it. Um, I I mean. Pretty simple to me, honestly. I, I think that's the best situation for Buffalo at this point. But, um, yeah, because I, we now get a peep at what... It, it, it's understandable why these guys are so mid when um, Sean McDermott is talking about uh, teamwork and then using uh, what he used to compare. <laughs> yeah. Um, yeah. Like, it what, it like, makes 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 a lot of sense as to why this team is 6-6 six and six right now. Like, why was that on his mind to make a like point point about it's so mind-boggling to me um so i hope he loses every single game or the rest of the season every single game he plays the season and gets fired so um for that reason i'm going to take kansas city minus one also because it's an arrowhead and buffalo is just not going to win an arrowhead i'm also going to take the chiefs um i it's going to be a big bounce back spot for the chiefs and i think the bills just 
are they're all out of sorts in every way this year. So. Mm-hmm. Bills are also one and four on the road. Yeah, I don't even know the road. I'm looking at this open. It opened to minus three, so it seems like the money is on the Bills, which is interesting. I understand Kansas City offensively has been struggling. Buffalo offensively has been struggling. So uh, I think this is going to be like this is going to be completely different than a lot of other Bills Chiefs matchups. When you think of the Chiefs and the Bills lately, you think of high scoring. Josh Allen, Pat Mahomes going at each other, throwing the rock. Um, this is going to be, I think, completely different. Uh, I think both offenses are going to struggle. Uh, both defenses are going to thrive. Um, I do think it's going to be close, but yeah, give me the Chiefs. It's an arrowhead. Uh, I don't think the Bills are ever going to win arrowhead again. So, <laughs> All right, moving on to the next game in the 425 slate. Uh, the Broncos are going to go into Los Angeles to face the Chargers. Chargers are... Minus two and a half on this one. Um, I'm kind of su- I'm very surprised about this spread, considering that they only put up six points last week against the New England Patriots. Mm-hmm. Uh, they are terrible. Yeah, this is terrible. This is very shocking to me. Um, yeah, I I can't take this Chargers team seri- like any sort of seriously. I know the Broncos have are coming off to uh or a loss to the Texans. Um, but. The, this Broncos team is still playing really good football. Texans are just really, really good this year. Um, CJ Stroud has been really good this year. Get give me the Broncos to win this game. This yeah. Vegas line makes absolutely no sense. I don't know what they know. Clearly, they know something I don't. I guess, but I, I I'm gonna I'm gonna have to bet against them here, and I'm gonna go with the Broncos. Um, I'm taking their money line too. I'm also gonna take the. Broncos just because the Chargers have just been the most anger inducing team to watch at Truly, all this I mean, year. They're they're bad now. It's they're gross. Just bad. It's disgusting how bad they are and how good of a talent that they could have been. And mm-hmm. it's just so uh, It feels like every like off season heading into a new season they're always coined as like like a dark horse Super Bowl team, especially with Herbert, but with Brandon Staley there, they can never be. No, I don't think they can win over seven games with him. So, yeah, Broncos though. Let's ride. <laughs> Let's ride. I have to also ride. I I agree. I don't understand why the money's on LA. I know it's in LA, but that's not much of a home field advantage. Yeah, I bet there's more Denver fans there than. Uh, Chargers fans for sure, especially since they are five and seven right now. Yeah, and I even have ESPN pulled up, and they have you know the matchup predictor. Uh, they have Chargers sixty eight point six percent. Again, something tells me these people know something that I something, don't. Something like I they know something. Is some like news gonna drop? Like oh, Russell Wilson's not playing Sunday or something like that. Like they, they know, have to they know, know something. something. They know something. But yeah, give me give me the Broncos. Let's ride. <laughs> All right, moving on. We have a very fun divisional matchup coming up here on Sunday Night Football. The Eagles are going to go into Arlington and take on the Dallas Cowboys. Dallas Cowboys are minus three and a half now on this game. Why? Uh, This is, I I guess, that whooping that they took against uh, San Francisco is not very favorable for uh, Philadelphia. Um. This one's going to be tough because I I still feel like 
this I want to say this is a different Cowboys team than it has been in years past so badly, but I don't think I can I can know until they win if they win, until they win this game if they do. Um, I still just I I really can't seem to take them like seriously seriously as legit Super Bowl contender yet until they can prove to me that they can beat some of these top dogs and not just fail when they have to play a. Uh, equal or maybe better opponent than them. Um, they haven't lost a game at home yet. Uh, is a big factor. Philly is also though five and one away. Um, this is going to be tough, and I I think Dak Prescott's going to have a field day against that secondary. You know what? I'm going to say it. Give me give me the Cowboys. Mm, wow. Give me the Cowboys to wow. beat the Philadelphia Eagles. I don't agree. I think Eagle it's going to happen. Uh, obviously, I'm going to take the Eagles. I I see this bounce back spot for them, and I just – I'll go on the record and say that I've never, ever in my life liked the Cowboys. Has anybody besides Cowboys fans? I don't know. I don't think so. It's hard to like them. But just – I. this is like two of the most – like. Football game aside, these are just two of the most unlikable teams. Annoying fan bases. They gotta be, and but it's just such. It's gonna be a such a good game. I have a feeling that um, the Eagles are gonna pull it off, though. I think they got embarrassed last week, and now everyone thinks that they're a fraud. <laughs> and idiots think they're frauds, but so I, I don't know. I see a bounce back spot, and the Eagle. Or the Cowboys, I mean, should this like you said, this is their game to prove themselves that they are a real contender, but mm-hmm. until then I will always see them as the Cowboys that everyone thinks they're turning a corner and then all of a sudden they run into a wall. Yeah. But they they can prove me wrong. <laughs> yeah. I have to take the Eagles here. If there's one thing the Cowboys didn't need is the Eagles to get embarrassed and yes. I don't know if you guys saw the clip of AJ Brown uh it, basically the reporter was asked him like oh how like how do you as a locker room leader like how do you go into that locker room losing that game like how like what do you say and then his he basically said in lamest terms he was like I'm not going to repeat what I said but we'll be ready so I just think the Eagles are going to walk in there I know it's in it's at it's in Dallas and yeah. AT&T it will be close but yeah, give me Philly. Give me Philly. It's gonna be a good one. Yes, yeah, it should be. All Hope right, so. moving on to the last game of the night. Uh, we do kind of have two Monday night stinkers. Stinker. Uh, this one's this better coming though. up. I guess. Yeah, I I tried to choose the better of the two evils. So uh, we are gonna talk about the Packers going into MetLife to face the New York Giants. Packers are minus six and a half in this game. Um, yeah, not. Either of these games were going to be lopsided either way. Um, I just chose the lower spread. Um, it's going to be Green Bay minus six and a half. It's probably going to be more at this rate. Uh, if Jordan Loves continues to play the way he has, they're going to absolutely stomp all over the Giants. So, yeah, give me give me the Green Bay Packers. Yeah, there's no reason the Packers should lose this game. But as a Lions fan, I really hope, I hope. that the Giants pull off some miraculous upset. One can hope. But, um, yeah, no. For me, it's Packers pretty handily. 
Which... Give me the Packers. <laughs> I'm just kidding. Aww. Give me the Packers. Uh, yeah, I think Jordan Love is, has some great momentum going right now. It's hard for me to say that's going to stop going against uh, the Giants. So, yeah, I think it just keeps on going. Uh, yeah, give me the Packers to win and cover. All right, that'll do it for us this week on the pylon. We will not be back until about week 18 to wrap up the regular season and start with the playoffs. But for now, I'm Oscar Henderson. Thank you so much for listening with my broadcast partners, Matt Curry and Jack David. We will see you guys in the next year. Peace out. Merry Happy Christmas, holidays. Guys.